The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with uh, the brand new member to the Gorman Cleaning Company team, Callum Elson. This guy, uh, we, we searched, all, well, we didn't even look in Canada because let's be honest, there's nothing nothing worthwhile there. All of America, nothing. Australia, we had to go all the way to the UK and find one guy with as uh, handsome and as good of an accent. I don't know if he knows anything about, uh, you know, paid traffic or, or funnels, which is what we pay him for, but, you know, we, we hired him for the accent. So, um, Today I invited on because I wanted to. He's you know just getting to know our clients and he's kind of the forward-facing part of our um, higher-level program, which is exciting. So what I wanted to do today is have him distill the top three things when he gets people coming into his uh, room looking for coaching of kind of the low-hanging fruit that people kind of miss because everyone gets into ads and funnels and all these complex things, which are great. I love talking about those, but oftentimes we miss the like fruit that's sitting on the ground before we get the ladder and start climbing. So, uh, Callum, give me just one by one and I'll kind of jump in and ask questions as I see fit. What the top three kind of low hanging fruit, easy things people are doing for either paid or organic traffic to get people coming to them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I mean, it's an interesting one because everyone thinks in order to make money, get customers, it's super complicated process. So often you skip all the easy bits because you think there must be some sort of secret I'm looking for. I need to do a really complicated thing or, you know, look at something. There must be a skill that I don't know. So a lot of people, I first look at everything they show me and they've not got their accounts in order. So by accounts in order, I literally mean your social media accounts. So your Facebook page, your Google local or your Google business profile, having all the simple things up to date and correct. So the amount of people who say, I've not been getting any calls from like, is this phone number the right phone number? And they're like, Oh, I stopped using that cell number. And it's like, well, that's probably why. So making sure that just doing an audit of all your own profiles and double checking, is that email address correct? If you've used multiple websites or you've changed the URL link, have you made sure you've updated it on all of the profiles? Does your logo represent exactly what you are? Have you accidentally got a picture of your dog on there that you didn't mean to upload? And the amount of things that I've seen where I'm like, yeah, we should probably change that. Or, you know, you really need to sort of get that sorted. So kind of laying the foundations to then learn everything on top of, because just getting everything in order is the most important thing. Because when you start looking at SEO, when you start looking at getting traffic, when you start looking at what's the customer behavior when they land on your page and looking at, okay, what is this business that I've come across for the first time? All of those fundamentals are what are going to give them the first impression. So it's all about making sure that's in good order and setting yourself up and giving yourself a good platform. That's definitely the most important thing to start off. So let me give kind of what I see is the, and Callum's at Embryo, by the way. So he's coming to our event all the way in the States. I don't even think we can buy him a beer. Like I want to make sure we're, you know, (laughs) so he won't remember any of this, but I'll give you my perspective. I'd love to hear Callum if I'm, if I'm tracking or not, when it comes to setting everything up properly. So when I you say how old I am, when I was younger, the yellow pages were actually a thing. Like you would have to do that. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is if you had your yellow page ad and it was good and you kind of had whatever, and you might do other different, but there's no such thing as a website. And then it got to the point where websites were this new thing. And if you had a website, you're like, oh, I'm super cool. I got a website and people are spending a ton of money. And then mm-hmm. that evolved into, of course you have a website, you knucklehead. Like who doesn't have a website? And I think that's where the cleaning industry has stopped in terms of I've got a website 
No offense, Cleaning Nation. We see these websites. They are terrible. And when I say terrible, I don't mean they don't look good or look professional and all your friends won't go, that looks great. You're amazing. You've got a website, but they don't convert. They don't speak to your customer. There's no, there's no call to action. Nothing happens, right? You've got this beautiful website. Nothing happens. So we think just like when you had a phone page ad, you're like, I'm good. Or, you know, just the fact we, we still think we're in that phase of, oh, if I have a website, then I'm good to go. Or if I just create my website, I'll be good to go. The reality is that's like me going, I have cleaning supplies. I'm good to go. It's like, well, you obviously have like, that's expected. There's, there's nothing in that. And things have changed from having a website, in my opinion, to having, this is where Callum's point comes in, having yourself represented on the three or four or five main social networks that may or may not go to your website. We get a lot of our clients that don't even know about the podcast, don't even go to the website and blah, 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 blah. Um, they just find us on Instagram and they absorb our content there. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, A, don't be like, oh, I've got a website. I'm good because a lot of people are going to see your website. B, if you do have a website, people may or may not go to it. And if they do go to it and you're not using paid traffic, they're probably going to come to it through Google, Facebook, Instagram. Feel free to correct me if I'm if I'm missing anything. Not that there's not a bunch of other TikToks and Snapchat and there's, you know, there's, <laughs> there's social yeah. platforms as far as I can see. But just to make it fair for everybody, if they're clean on Google, Facebook, Instagram, even YouTube would be nice, but I don't even know if you need that. Mm-hmm. With that, when you say be square on all your social platforms, are those the ones that you're talking about? Am I exactly, exactly. Any anywhere that anywhere where you put yourself out there publicly, in the same way that if I imagine it as a person, if you're going to introduce yourself, then when you tell someone about your business in person, if you if you have a chat, the things you talk about are how you you know where you service. So what's your area? So making sure that you have clearly identified what locations you service, where clients can get in touch with you uh, is super important to make sure that you have on all of your accounts. And then secondly, how can people get in touch with you? So if you imagine you bump into that person in the street and you want them to eventually get in touch again, you have to give them some kind of contact detail and whatever the preference is for you. So obviously the way that we do things, we ideally offer me doing paid traffic. I want people to be able to come through a nice clean funnel. So it's always really a landing page that I want people to remember. So getting that good name, having www.somethingcatchy.com, and just being able to have that on all of your social social profiles is pretty important. But as we go forward, and this is something that I'm going to be talking to people about in the coming months, is I was reading about an update that Google are doing, um, which is on the basis of the rise of TikTok and how the internet is kind of changing to become even more visual. Everything is video and image-based. Even Google search is going to be changing to have more of that in it. So it might become more important over the coming months, years as it progresses, that we do have way more images associated with our Google profile. So it's to do with, you know, maybe who we are as the founders or owners of the business or images of the areas that we service or the products or services that we sell might become things that rather than just seeing a little text headline of, you know, grow my cleaning company, this is what we do, you know, click on us. There might be even more visual that we have to um, include. So just getting that fundamental of if someone wants to find out about me, what are my key details? What do I do? Where do I do it? And how can you get in touch? Make sure that's locked down on every platform before you do anything else. So let me give two pet peeves and then we'll move on to your number two kind of low hanging fruit. So yeah. pet peeve number one is if you're not on a platform for real, don't be on a platform. So mm-hmm. you've got an Instagram channel with 23 followers. Please, for God's sakes, do not link to Instagram on your website. Even worse, you've got a Wix website and the they have the little things, you know, the little logos you can click on and it goes to freaking Wix just take them off, just delete them. Literally have nothing as opposed to having a crappy one. Um, for me, I, my goal for social media is to get them to my 
I, I don't, I, I'll use the word website. Cause I think that's what you guys understand for me. It's a funnel, which is what is the next step in the process. And guess what? If they just came from Instagram to my funnel where I'm trying to get them to actually take an action, give me their email address, book a call, um, send a, a chat in some sort of action. The last thing I want to do is give them a bunch of other options to leave my website that I can actually do a call to auction to go to another website. So even if I am on those social media platforms, I'm typically not going to link to them for my website or my landing page or my funnel because I'm taking them from a thing where they're going to take an action to the wild, wild west. Um, it's almost like if I always use the day and I've married 12 years, so I'm not dating, but if I'm at a club and there's a hundred smelly dudes and three attractive women, I don't, I want to take the win. If I want to have a conversation, I want to go out of the club. So she and I can have a real conversation without a bunch of traffic and noise and, and kookiness. I would never meet a girl in a real place, but let's go to this other place with all this noise and these other dudes. That's insane. So that's what we're doing. The internet, the social media platforms are the club where all these other advertisers are trying to get their attention. We're like, Hey, come over here and just talk to me privately. The opposite is taking a private conversation and it's fine. If you're dating, you know, the woman, but if it just, you're just in, in the first part, I'm not going to go to this crazy chaotic place where a bunch of other dudes are going to head on. There's gonna be all this other chaos. Same thing with a trade show. We want to get them out of the trade. So I'd have a private conversation. We ideally don't want to, I would never take a client in my office and like, let's go to this trade show and talk. That's crazy. So always, always, always a don't link to socials that are garbage. Like, Hey, look at me. And if I was going to introduce you to my friends, it wouldn't be like my one friend who I've known forever is kind of a loser. That's what it is when you have the Instagram post to like no posts that are within a month old, they're all garbage. And you got nine followers. Why would you tell people that? Just don't tell them you have an Instagram channel. It's okay. Certainly don't send it to Wix, which is what Wix is going to have. So usually it'll just have like all the little socials and it'll go to Wix or whatever platform you are. So don't do that. Pet peeve number one. Um, God bless it. I got so fired up about that. I think I literally forgot pet peeve number two. You'd said something. It made sense. I'll come up with it later. All right. What's the second? So number one, have all your social stuff up to date. And if you don't have it up to date, just don't have it. It's okay. If you're, if you've got a YouTube channel with, oh, that's my second thing. Um, for God's sakes, don't just put pictures of clean houses for crying out loud. Cut it out. Stop it. Put so like grow my cleaning company. Perfect example. We coach. What, what am I going to do? Like a picture of me coaching like the, okay, maybe one. And even then no one cares. Super boring. I'm going to put pictures of me at events with people, conversations with Callum and I, pictures of happy clients. Human beings are what they care about. So don't take a picture of some random. And again, no offense. You could buy for a buck or whatever, a picture of a clean house. Like who even knows if it's your house or you cleaned it. And most of the time, fancy houses that look nothing like your client's house. So they're not even connecting there. You want it to be, have a, if you're going to have a clean house, have you with your arm around your client, your client with your arm around you, smiling, happy people like faces and things. I, zero people like, look, the 419th picture of carpet lines in a carpet. I'm going to call them. It's the same pictures your competition has pictures of your clients and people having good, good time and having fun. Your clients can't compete with that. So if you're going to have images, please, for God's sakes, don't make, or here's a clean, here's a dirty sink. Here's a clean sink. Everybody's doing the same thing. And there's a thousand of that same picture or bathtub or fill in the blank with whatever dirty and clean thing you want. Cut it out. Do something different. <laughs> some people yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that moves perfectly to what the second point is, which is relevance. So, so many people show me things that they might have mastered a technical skill or they've really thought it through. And it's fantastic that they brought it there. They're like, look, Callum, it's working. They can get through. I'm really proud of this. And then I double check. Oh, so, you know, who's your ideal client? Or like, what's the client? I'm like, okay. Then I realized the disconnect between you might have created something that markets a service, but if it's not your service and it's not to the person that wants to purchase that service, then it's, it doesn't matter how fancy it is or, or how well it works. So what I would say is always identify at the start, 
who your user is and be as relevant as possible with how you um, attract them through paid traffic. So an example I'll give you, say, Google search, because that's a pretty simple one that everyone can understand, which is someone searches for X term into Google and you want your business or your service to you know, arrive and hopefully then click on it and then they go and purchase it because you need to match what that term is. And a lot of times when people run me through their Google keywords, they've got things that they probably feel like they should have in there because they may have seen other people or they watched a video that said, yeah, you should put these kind of terms in and it doesn't suit exactly what they need. So it might not be relevant to the specific sort of location or the type of people that are in that location um, or the specific service that they offer. So something that I always recommend and a lot of people that have jumped on the calls have found really useful is going to your existing clients or if, you, if you're a new business and you don't have any clients yet, go to people who you would want to be a client, friends, family, colleagues, whoever it is, and ask them, okay, if you needed to find this service tomorrow, what would you search for? And just leave it as open-ended as possible. And the amount of terms that have not crossed my mind or, or any of the other guys' mind, and they thought, actually, I didn't realize that people searched for um, insured or highly trusted or highly rated. They're terms that they missed out of their Google search, but everyone that they spoke to said, yeah, I, don't, I always search for like, best rated in my area cleaning service, not just home clean, which everyone thinks is what you should put in. So what I would say is a super easy one is even if you don't have the technical skills to do it yourself yet, prepare to learn how to do that by first working out what is relevant. What do people search for? What are they looking for? And does my service provide that? If it does, great. How can I be in the places where they are? And when they enter that room, if you will, that they've searched for, how can you make sure your business is there to greet them and say, Hey, I've got the exact solution that you need. Thanks for searching the thing that I have thought you would search for rather than just putting generic things out there and just hoping that people stumble, stumble across you. So yeah, I guess you could call it a bit of market research, if you will, if you wanted kind of a fluffy term to put on a to-do list, but just ask your ideal customers, what do you search for? Where do you look for things? And then you can be in those places. Gosh, I've got like a thousand things to say on that because that's so good. <laughs> so the supercharge I would do to asking them what they would search, which is good. So I, just, I forget where, I think our Dan Kenny gave me this example, but we talk about if you've got an idea, you're like, hey, Callum, I want to do coaching services for cleaning companies. What do you think? And Callum's mm -hmm. my friend. So he's going to go, that sounds great, Mike. You're going to be a billionaire. Um, and I could ask if, if it's friends, most people are going to go, love it. It's a great idea. Best idea in the world. And then I go do it and it flops. So the real question I should ask when Calum goes, that's amazing. That's fantastic. I go, great. Give me five grand or whatever my, my price is and I'll, I'll, I'll get to coaching. When Calum reaches for his wallet, I got something. When he goes, well, you know, not for me, not today, but that's a whole different thing. So the version of asking people what they would search for, I would literally, if you can be there physically with them, go do me a favor, go online, find me. If you wanted to hire a, a cleaning service, go do that for me. And I would literally watch him with my phone because then I can see not only what search topics they put in, but you know how Google auto fills for you. They yeah. might abandon that and go click that. And then not only when they click it, I want to watch, do they scroll past the ads or they look at the ads? What headline do they click on? So I'm going to just video if they're okay with it and doesn't creep them out that whole process. So again, it's a more fun B you'll get a lot better data. And it's the difference between, do you like this idea? I.e., what would you search for and give me money for this idea? Go search for it right now. So that would be the way I'd supercharge that. Um, the second thing is what Calum said is so key on understanding what your customer wants. So what the internet looks like generally for owners of cleaning companies is 
they're all the freaking same. That's why I jump up and down about good picture, bad picture. My name is Mike. I've been cleaning in the whatever area for 20 years and I want the best cleaning for my blah, blah. So that's boring as heck. So they go to another tab, which says the same thing. And another tab, which says the same thing. And a third tab, which is the same thing. When they come to my tab and it's got a goofy picture or me with a person or me talking about moms or whatever, that's where they're going to stick. Um, so if you don't offer that, what's going to happen is they're going to have nine tabs open that all say the same thing. We're licensed, bonded, insured, and we we don't cut corners, we clean them. And here's a picture of a dirty sink and a clean sink. They're all exactly the same. If I've got five cars lined up and they're all exactly the same and I can pick one, I will decide based on price. If they're exactly the same car, I will just give me the cheapest per car. Now, however, if one car has more horsepower, better air conditioning, lower miles, whatever, maybe you should tell me. <laughs> and again, it depends what I want. If I'm a guy who wants to go fast, that's going to be super inter interesting. If I'm a mom with kids, the fast ain't going to matter at all. So if you have the generic message, it's going to be on price. If you have the specific message to the wrong person, Hey, this is the fastest car out there. And I got a mom looking for airbags and, you know, child seats, that's not going to work. So general equals price power, uh, niche equals not price. Right. And so, I think, I, I think on that as well, it's, if, so in that example, it's about you identifying what are the strengths of your service and then catering to those right people. So you walk in, there's five cars. Great. But if we imagine that in a paid term, you might have arrived there because you searched fast car. You might have arrived there for safe car, large car, family car, whatever it is. So work out what your sort of strength is. So if the strength of my business in that case was I have the fastest cars, that should be the thing that I'm advertising, not just leaving it as a second point of like, oh, when they arrive, I can tell them it's fast, you know? Well, I would go so far as to reverse engineer. So you can't have some success because here's the problem. What Calum, this is again, Calum's phenomenal at paid traffic, but he's newer to the cleaning. So I'll tell you what everyone thinks their thing is. Calum, you don't understand. I'm the best cleaner out there. My cleaning is magic. I clean better yeah. than everybody else. There. Problem is everybody says that. So if I've got 10, 10 stores that are like world's best steak, and they all say world's best steak. Well, first of all, nine of us are lying. And the other one is that's that's not what my client actually wants. So I would literally reverse engineer it. Um, perfect example. We have uh, most of what we talk about is hiring and client attraction funnels because that's what you all want. Guess what our clients get? Hiring and attraction funnels and or client and employee attraction funnels and a crap ton of mindset work. We don't talk as much about that because that's not what you all want. We provide it because I know you need it, but we want to have the bait that you guys are going to be interested in. So when you provide the service, certainly you have to do a good job and whatever, but you might go, oh, I want to serve green cleaning. So I'm going to advertise green cleaning. But the problem is everybody advertises green cleaning. So it becomes nothing. Um, I would go to my clients and go, what is it you want? And if it's not a fit, I want the cheapest price. And I don't care if they have insurance or just got out of prison and I don't care. I just want cheap. Great. Wrong client. Find somebody else. Upgrade your client. But when you have the client that's a perfect client that you want and they're into, I need my laundry done. And you're like, I don't do laundry. Okay. Or you could go, why don't I do laundry? And again, we're not talking about one client. We want more. So absolutely. You want to advertise your unique selling proposition. I think Calum's spot on. I would just go so far as to modify or mold your unique selling, as long as it's not outside of your ethics, mm -hmm. right? Like if my people wanted something I didn't think was good for them, or I don't want to do, you don't have to, like, there's boundaries to you know, cheap is probably a good one. Like my clients might go, I want it to be cheaper. Well, I don't care. I want the best clients and I know the best clients don't want the cheapest price. So I'm not going to do that. They might go, I want to know how to black hat SEO and trick Google into thinking I'm magic. I'm never going to offer that to them. A, because I'm not great at it. B, because Google's just going to change their deal. C, because if they don't have the systems and processes they need, it doesn't matter how many leads they get from Google. D, if they don't know how to turn the leads into sales, it doesn't matter. E, if they don't know the right leads, there's a thousand reasons I'm not going to do it. But if you guys are into, I know you need market or I know you need 
uh, mindset, but you want client attraction, well, guess what I'm going to talk about? Client attraction. So I want to make sure that you do that. And the last thing I'll say on that, where Calum touched on it, made a note, is really understanding your customer. Drives me nuts when I have people that go, I, you know... I do residential and commercial, but I really want commercial. I'm like, great. What's the name of your, your company? Mike's Maid Service. Well, what do you think freaking commercial people, you know what I'm saying? Like any real commercial building is not frankly going to hire Mike's Maid Service, right? Or the reverse. I'm, I do a bunch of commercial. I don't want residential. What's the name of your thing? Mike's Commercial Jet uh, Hanger Cleaning Company. Hi, Susie Mama Bear. <laughs> Can I clean your house? No, it's insane. So make sure that you just just general stuff like you match what you offer to who you want and, and don't get confused when a big commercial account won't hire Mike's maid service to clean their, their commercial office building. All right. What's magic thing. Number three, buddy. Final thing is so simple. And it's for people that have things set up is to check that everything works and is in the correct, the way that you want it before you spend any money doing it or even your own time. So I'm talking from the very simple things such as if I click something on your website, does it go to the place where you want me to go? And do I get there quickly? Is everything spelt correctly on that page when I'm there? Once I'm there, what are the next steps that I can take? If I'm, for example, people that have a calendar to book a call, does that calendar work? Do you get a notification when that call comes through? Will I be automated and notified? The amount of times where people have things set up and are wondering why no one's come through a funnel or why something isn't working and I go on and say, oh, let me just put in a test and I'll try and book a call with you now. And I can't fulfill that process. It, I feel sorry that they've spent so much money on the ads already for no one to be able to do anything. And also the time that they've spent working on other things when the foundation, again, is, is not being set up. So 100% check, get friends, family, yourself to go through a funnel, try and book a call, work out where it gets a bit sticky and if things you know don't work. And if you need help with those things, reach out to someone that knows how to do those things, whether they need to teach you how to do it or fix it for you, because you can't do anything else until you have everything in place that's, that's working and correct. So yeah, just checking things sounds so simple and I don't want to dumb it down too much for anybody because people are super clever, but sometimes we're so clever that we just forget those things and think, oh, I'm sure I've spelled all of that correct. So it'll be cool. And I'm sure I set up the button when I did it last week, so it'll be fine. And actually... We've got so much going on that we forget these little things and it screws up everything. So uh, yeah, just check, check and check again. I can't emphasize that enough. And my here's my fear for you guys. Love you. Please don't hear any negativity. Um, but there's somebody out there who's the fat guy who Callum said, you know, sugar is really going to kill you. And like, I've heard that before. I've known that. I've been told a thousand times and yet they're fat. So what I don't <laughs> want you to do is hear freaking check it and go, I know that's obvious, but you haven't checked it. <laughs> so yeah. we get, I can't emphasize, we are more online of our business than most of you guys, just because of the nature of our business. And we have lots of money and time and resources and all that stuff and still crap, crap doesn't get checked. So it's like, yeah, you can have a plane and check the this and the that and the whatever. And if you haven't put gas in it, it is not going to go. And you're like, well, of course I know to put gas on it. It's not knowing to put gas in, it's putting gas in, <laughs> making sure you have enough. It's it's one of those things where I think people are going to hear and just gloss over. Okay, got it. Because it's so simple, people don't want to do it. And I think they just, I don't know what the thinking is, but I would I couldn't agree more. 
A, before you spend a nickel on anything, literally go through the whole funnel. Like you do not like jump in from the back end and sign up, you know, something like literally go to the website, like the very first, have the exact same experience. I would even do a private browser, right? Because sometimes that'll, if you have mm-hmm. a non-private browser, your, your, your computer remembers things. Start with a private browser. So you're like, or go to a freaking friend's house if you're super tech low and you don't even know what that means and just go through it or even better, watch a friend go through it. Even that's the best, just like we talked about, because maybe it works technically, but he or she gets confused at a spot that you assumed you knew. You know, they do that in movies where they have this big movie and they edit stuff down and they'll show it to a test audience and they'll be like, wait, Callum was Mike's brother. I didn't know that because that, that was mentioned somewhere, but they cut it out and they didn't know it, but we've written the script. So we know it. So they have to put in some little thing where I go, Callum, we've been brothers for a long time now. And then like, okay, now yeah. people know that same thing with the funnel. We do so many changes. We have this thing that we think we remember should know, but then that guy who's new, he doesn't, he wasn't doing this funnel for three weeks with us. He has no clue. And he's confused. So that's worth its weight in this whole podcast. If you just, I mean, not that the first two aren't great, but if you don't do the last one, don't even worry about the first two. If your crap doesn't work, it doesn't matter how good the copy is. Nothing matters. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Please, please go through it early and often before, during, and after, before you spend a nickel, go through it every month, go through it. Or at least when crap stops working and you'll tell by the way, cause it'll usually go from, it doesn't tape like normal ad burnout or something is it's working well. And then slightly less and it kind of tapers down fine. When it just is like a light switch, I was getting 39 at, you know, leads. Now I got one check your freaking funnel. Something probably broke. And some, I mean, just, I had a car dealership for a while and literally cars would break down, just sitting there. You'd, someone would test drive it one day, three days later, someone would come out, just sat there. Nothing happened. It wouldn't start. <laughs> it wouldn't even be like something real would have broken. Like it literally broke just sitting there. Um, that's mechanical. Online funnels are much more technical. It's rarer, but sometimes things literally break just sitting there without even doing anything. It's crazy. And that's a, assuming you're not fiddling with anything. God forbid you're fiddling with anything. Something's going to break. So check yeah, it, and, check it again. And, and another thing is, is ad copy, right? How many times have you typed something out and you type the same thing so often you presume it's correct or, and you've accidentally got an email address wrong or you've missed a mm-hmm. trademark off somewhere where it should have a trademark and they seem like tiny errors, but when you're working, for example, in paid, when you're working with an algorithm, all of those small things that are slightly wrong, or you can just get away with it. If you were sending a text to a friend, you can't get away with it when it comes to paid traffic. So double checking every time you're creating a new ad, have I selected the correct button? You know, the difference between learn more and shop now could be, you know, 50% of your traffic. It's a one second decision for you. And you might just forget about it because oh, I always put it on learn more. It's fine but that could be the be all and end all for whether your ad works. Same with, you know, if you put dot, 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 rather than just one dot or use capital letters rather than not capital letters, all these little things do matter. So going through and checking it is yeah, 100% crucial because what might take a second to fix can set you back weeks if you don't realize it, because if you've been testing an ad and you're wondering, Oh, why, why it's not working? Well, we'll fix one thing. You've got to come back to me in three more days. Once it's got some more traffic, and I can then compare the data again, you know? So the more times that we have to do that, the longer it's going to take to get anywhere. So yeah, definitely check things. Well said. All right, guys. Um, really strong podcast. Reach out and give us some love. If you love, if you want more Callum, give us, you know, let us know. Um, if that was helpful, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. We've got over uh, 850 podcasts. There is a um, free uh, online masterclass on demand. 
that is our funnel, by the way. So when you go there, as opposed to me trying to send you to some other platform where you're like, check out this next free thing that is more of what you want. Um, and then at the end of that, spoiler alert, there's another free alert, uh, another free offer for another better thing that's further down our funnel. So check out growmycleaningcompany.com at the, if you want some help. And also you can see what an effective funnel looks like. We'll see you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who respond to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.